Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on TV and contestants in movies. But where's an old-fashioned podcast to talk about the movies? I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about Red Eye with Colby Donaldson. That's right. We're uh, doing our series. Uh, it's the Merge Boot Podcast. Cody, we're doing our series on uh, on, on, Red Eye, on uh, movies that people that have been on Survivor are in. So I mean, uh, we're gonna and we're, we're it's gonna kind of a it. series on Red Eye at this point. Yeah. So last week, uh, for <laughs> the listeners, um, uh, we recorded an episode on Red Eye. That's and uh, there were some technical difficulties. We had a great guest, Ryan Quinn, on. Um, who you all remember from our uh, uh, season 40 uh, draft episode. And we had a good discussion, um, but we were having technical difficulties the entire time. And uh, the uh, when Cody went to edit the podcast, it was a bit unlistenable. Am I right? That is, that's right. And I mean, I, that's why we didn't release an episode. So if you're expecting an episode uh, last week, sorry about that. I don't think we made any statements. We just left you high and dry like we were... Like we quit. Yeah, we didn't quit. We're back. Um, uh, We wanted to see if anyone would message us and be like, hey, did you guys quit or care at all? And no one did. No one one was worried about us. No one one even batted an eye. Yeah. Um, But, you know, (laughs) here we are. We're back. (laughs) Despite no popular demand, we're back. To talk about Red Eye with Colby Donaldson. Um, so yeah. Colby Donaldson, uh, you all know from Survivor, the Australian Outback, from Survivor All-Stars and Survivor Heroes vs. Villains. Um, fan favorite, um, very entertaining TV character, and also sometimes he acted. Um, and, one, and probably his biggest role was in Red Eye as a security detail. Um, a head head of security for a man, a sec- uh, yeah, and for a man, for some guy. I, we guy. we recorded a podcast about this last week, and I did not watch Red Eye a second time um, to refresh myself going into this week's episode. Did I will you? update. Uh, no, I didn't watch it again, but I will update you, Joel, because I was asking you uh, last week about like where I can watch Red Eye. It's on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch it. But yeah. uh, I was looking through my uh, DVD cha- uh, chest, and mm-hmm. it was in there. I I own that movie. Uh, did you get it at a Shoppers Drug Mart with your mom's uh, uh, Prime points or whatever? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't use her air miles up for that one. Although air miles for that movie would be appropriate because it's in the sky. <laughs> So when we did our podcast on the animal with Rob Schneider and Colleen Haskell, at the top of the episode we said, "Don't listen, don't watch this movie. We watched it for you." And then we proceeded to talk about the about the animal to as if everybody had already seen it, and it probably made no sense to the people that didn't listen to it. So I mean, I would say that we talked about it enough that you would understand because there's not a lot to understand about that movie, like. It's he turns into an animal, he humps a goat, 
He humps a mailbox. He humps a mailbox. The townspeople are trying to find who the animal is. I know. But That's I, it. I think We described it. We got there. Okay. We, there's no more to the story. <laughs> I know, I know. I just I, I wanted to uh correct that mistake. We didn't have to explain the the plot of the animal, but uh right it now, but it I do want the animal made by Christopher Nolan. Pardon me? It wasn't like Christopher Nolan made the animal. There wasn't any complexities, twists, or turns. You're right. He is a very plot-driven director. He doesn't. There really... wasn't a world yeah. built. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The animal is much more focused on character than a typical Christopher Nolan movie would be, because Christopher Nolan just doesn't give a shit about characters, and obviously Rob Schneider does. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so... I just want, Cody, I invite you to please give a quick uh, summation of the plot of Red Eye for us. Okay. So I think, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Joel, because I feel like I blacked out for a lot of this movie. Why? But why? For the plot of Red Eye? Yeah, for the plot of Red Eye, because, I mean, they're just sitting on a plane. I want explosions, baby. This wasn't your Transformers 2. This was boring. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's uh, if if a movie isn't like Transformers: Dark of the Moon, I I I I don't pay attention either. <laughs> or is it or is, um, or is Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen? I can't remember. I believe it's. I know it's not Dark of the Moon because okay. that didn't sound right to me. Revenge of the Fallen might be right. Okay. Well, Cody, I remember I saw that in theaters and was so mad. I saw the first one that in I, theaters and that I went. I saw the first one in theaters and it was I thought it was fucking awesome because I was I was like 13, but I remember by the time the second one came out, I had matured enough to think that Transformers was bullshit. I don't know if I've ever told you this and this is a bit of a I we're getting away from Red Eye here, but we are getting it's a away story. from Red Eye. I did pose a simple question and then we got onto this tangent, but go on. <laughs> Um, there's a video, you can find a video on this too, but there was a fight that broke out in Vancouver in a bar, uh, because a guy, uh, wanted, uh, his money back from Shia LaBeouf for going to the Transformers movies. So then that guy and Shia LaBeouf got into a bar fight and it got taken to the streets cause they both got kicked out. And I, I was, I happened to be walking by the street at this time, watching Shia LaBeouf get his ass kicked. You were there? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I happened to be, because uh, that's when I was living in Vancouver, going to school. Uh, so I happened to be walking down Granville Street at that time. That's so funny. I, uh, yeah, I was once doing a play that I had written and produced and was acting in, and. I went, it was during Toronto Fringe Festival, so at the Fringe beer tent, a guy came up to me, and he wasn't really joking. He was kind of maybe 30% joking. He says, I want my my money back. I really didn't like your play. (laughs) And I was like... Did you give it to him? Really? I mean, I'll buy you a beer if it was that bad, but what what didn't you like about it? You know, it's... I wrote it, so, you know, I'm I'm here to for the feedback. It was a it was an uncomfortable situation. 
It is very uncomfortable, and I I didn't get angry about it, which was which was which was very uh, mature of me. <laughs> well, yeah, pat yourself on the back for that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I had I had a similar thing to that in the fringe tent. I did the musical Lighters in the Air, and uh, Joel, you did the same thing to me. I said you didn't like it, and asked me for your money back. I was like, I was just a cast member. <laughs> I didn't do that. I did see that play. <laughs> I know, and you said you wanted your money back. You I wanted didn't. it from me because I was your least favorite character. No, I thought you were probably the best part of that show, to be honest. <laughs> I said, someday I'm going to have a podcast with that guy. Anyway, <laughs> Cody, explain to me the fucking plot of Red Eye, please. All right. The plot of Red Eye, I believe, and I'm so hesitant to be confident with this, but <laughs> it's uh, she's an author, right? No. No. Is she not? No, she's not an author. She works at a hotel. Rachel McAdams <laughs> works at the hotel? Yes. That's the whole reason the movie's <laughs> happening. It's because she I thought she was I thought she was an author writing a book and so she had money, so she's being blackmailed. What the fuck? And How long ago did you write all... this movie? How long ago did you watch this movie? You're so wrong. It was like two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago? One week. One week. Oh, yeah, but I watched it when we decided we were going to watch it, so it was probably about two weeks ago. That's why you were so silent last week. Because I had no idea what was going yeah, on. You thought, yeah, you thought, you're like, what movie are they talking? I, I'm convinced you didn't watch Red Eye. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Damien was here for it. Did you? He'll tell you. You did say, though, that you even watched a lot growing up. Yeah, but all I remember from the movie growing up was uh, when it gets off the plane. I remember the monster pen mm -hmm. uh, stabbing into his throat and then uh, all the stuff at her dad's place. Okay, for the listeners at home, I will describe the plot of Red Eye. I'll try not to get into spoilers too much. Um, so... <laughs> Rachel McAdams works at a hotel. She's in charge of where each guest goes into a room. And Is she, she coming out with a book? No, there's no book. She's not an author. Why do you book? <laughs> Pretty sure she's an author. There's no authoring. There's no booking. I wish Ryan Quinn was back. I miss Ryan Quinn. He did this last time, Whoa. and he got it so bang on. Can you just isolate the? Uh, can you at least just find the audio of him uh, doing the, the the plot summary and just put it in right here? Yeah, put it in there instead of mine. I mean, I I told you I wasn't confident with you with it. You put me on the spot. To be honest, you know, I I was uh, I was zoning out watching it. You were on your phone, weren't you? Like you were during well, the Island of the Idols finale. I was not on my phone during the Islands of the Idols finale. You were on the phone during some big important episode, I remember. Might have been the merge of, of Winners at War. Uh, no, I don't think so either. You were on your phone for some uh, important episode. I remember. You were, Yeah, but I was paying attention to that. This one, I, I really wasn't. I think because, I mean, I live with, uh, there's four of us that live here, right? And um, Colin, you who's been a guest on the podcast. Yeah, but you didn't say I'm going to pay attention to that one because I'm recording a podcast. 
that's that's not where I'm going. That's not where I'm going because Damien and I were watching, but I'm saying uh, Colin, his bedroom's close to the living room, mm. so we can't have the TV too loud. So a lot of the the audio was getting lost on me, and it's a lot of talking on there because I couldn't quite hear it. Put the subtitles on. Oh, I'm not. That's not me. I put the subtitles on everything that I watch. Really? Yeah. I mean, usually I have I have no problem, you know. Like you're, uh, if I was watching, you know, I I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Uh, Down to Earth, Head of State, uh, Death at a Funeral. The 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 uh, original or the remake? The remake. Oh, God. The- um, the remake sucks. Uh, I, I, uh, grown ups, grown ups two. Uh, well, do you know what the what uh, the what everything is all together? You know what the connector is? No, what's the connector? Chris Rock movies. They're all Chris Rock movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Why did you choose Chris Rock movies? Um, I grew up. Uh, loving down to earth, so that's why I started. I that do. One. I I remember liking that movie a lot growing up too. We're getting so off track. Can I just go back to doing the the plot summary of of Red Eye? Well, because I feel like I'm getting roasted now, and I feel ashamed for not, not knowing the plot of Red Eye. Well, so we're doing now a podcast about prove, it. We're literally doing a prove. podcast about it. Why would I not shame you if we're recording a podcast <laughs> about Red Eye and you don't know anything about Red Eye? You think the main character is an author? Well, I want to prove to people that I can watch movies and understand them because I don't want that to be the takeaway. Okay, so would you like us to do a po- to to change the 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 concept of this podcast halfway through to be about uh, head of state? Uh, yeah. Well, I would prefer down to earth, really, because that one's a, a classic. But there's no survivor in it. Um, but there could be a lot of those. Well, we could say which can, uh, which actor would be the best on uh, Survivor, and I would say Kenny Robinson. Is Kenny Robinson in head of st- in in uh, Down to Earth? Yeah, he's in Down to Earth. Oh, cool. Anyway, um, lo- uh, Toronto comedian, and well, I mean, just a big Canada's one of Canada's biggest and best. Mm-hmm. He's a good comic. Kenny Robinson, but. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Kenny Rob. This isn't the Kenny Robinson cast. This is not the Chris Rock cast. This is the Colby cast. Next week's the Kenny Robinson cast. No, he was never on. This is the Survivor podcast. But... You said it at the beginning. It's a Survivor podcast. We're talking about Colby Donaldson. Yeah, but now everyone's wanting Kenny Robinson on the podcast, well, but... and I just don't know if we can provide. We're not going to get him on the podcast. Unless he's a Survivor fan, I would I would put him on if he was a Survivor fan. That would be a good get. Anyway, I don't think he'll do it. Have you tried to get him on Spooked? Yeah, and didn't respond to me. Mm. Well, well, I'm such a big fan because I'm such a big fan of Down to Earth. Okay, all right. So, okay, we're so off track now. Oh, and first of all, I I want to go backwards. You talk about how Colin is asleep, so you have to put it on low volume. Colin is at work all day. That's why he sleeps, because he goes to work during the day. Why don't you watch the movie when he's at work? Oh, during... uh, Yeah, I mean, 
I guess I could. I I've been staying up so late though that I, I by the time I wake up, I don't have much time before he gets home again. What time does he get home at? Like five. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> I I watched the movie. Okay, then let me. You know what else I watched after Red Please. Eye? I watched Red State. Oh, the Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Is John Goodman in that? Yeah, John Goodman, Michael Parks. It's a good one. Okay, well we're not doing a podcast about Red State right now. There's no survivor in that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let me please explain the plot of Red Eye. We're so <laughs> off track here. We're like oh, 20 minutes in. We barely talked about Colby Donaldson. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this one thing about Colby Donaldson is he got owned by coach. So what's even the point of him? He uh, got slayed by the Dragon Slayer, baby. Yeah, but he outlasted the Dragon Slayer in that season you're talking about. Didn't matter when you get tackled like that and and beat in a physical competition by coach, you're done. And you could tell Colby uh, <laughs> just checked out after that moment. He kind of did. You're right, but he still he, is. He never recovered from it. He still is a very entertaining character on that season. We're talking about Heroes vs. Villains for the people that don't know. Well, because Colby loves movies too. He loves Treasure Island. Yes. Well, yeah, he's he so loved Treasure Island that he didn't watch Danielle DiLorenzo and Amanda Kimmel, IMO, two of the hottest survivors, uh, survivor okay. ladies ever. They were catfighting in front of him, and he'd rather watch the movie Treasure Island. Well, yeah, he's a he's a movie buff like me. He must be. Anyway, uh, okay, so the plot of uh, Red Eye: uh, Ray, Rachel McAdams is a hotel manager. Uh, she goes on a plane after a funeral. She's coming back to her hometown in or wherever she lives in Florida. And she meets Killian Murphy. He's this charming guy. And all of a sudden, he reveals this sinister plot that he wants to assassinate one of the um, high-profile, rich uh, patrons of her hotel. And he wants her to change his room to something. And that's the whole... Basically, the whole conceit is... is uh, Threatening the death of her father by having her change the uh, room of a high-profile patron. And this is where it gets to Colby Donaldson. The high-profile patron that we're talking about is uh, some guy who is very important. um, But he's so important that he has security detail. And the head of this security detail is played none other than Colby Donaldson. And, you know, he has more lines... Then the high-profile patron of the hotel, he's he's basically the 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 one that pushes along that storyline. When we're introduced to him, he's like, "Well, he's got he's got to wake up at eight a.m., breakfast at nine. They got the the meeting at ten, and then we're out of here by ten thirty. So, what the hell? That's what that movie's about. He, well, I mean, it's I, I I the last little bit I talked a lot about Colby, but. The first half of what I was just saying there, yeah, that's what the movie is about. Well, I mean, what about the book? There's no book. <laughs> You're just doing this to upset me. Yeah, you know, you know what's going on here. 
You know everything about Red Eye. You've just decided I'm going to piss off Joel by being ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun on this podcast. Wait, did you watch Head of State because it rhymes with Red State? Uh yeah, I was on I was on a uh rhyming movies going back uh back to back to back. Um Okay, so Red Eye. Colby Donaldson doesn't have a big role, but you know what? He's a pretty big role. He 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 even did interviews for the movie, you know. He was he was part of the press for it. That I think it was maybe not stunt casting. This movie, by the way, is directed by none other than Wes Craven. Yeah, Wes Craven, who uh, who famously made um, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, nope. Life Aquatic. Nope. <laughs> that is Wes Anderson. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Wes Thomas Craven. Um, uh, anyway. WTA. All right, so... Um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, uh, okay, so we're talking about Wes Craven. You know who else is in this movie? We talked about this last week. Brian Cox, who's like this big, I th- probably Oscar-nominated, maybe Golden Globe. I don't know. If he doesn't have an Oscar nomination, he should because he's a great actor. Hannibal Lecter. He, the original Hannibal Lecter has almost less lines than Colby Donaldson. Yeah, they didn't give him anything to do in this movie. No, he just sits and watches comedy and goes occasionally is on the phone with his daughter, who is Rachel McAdams in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Colby what was Colby the point? does do more acting. Like Colby Brian, does more acting. I mean, he doesn't do more good acting. Colby's not bad. Do you think he's bad in this? He he. I mean. You, like you, he's not bad, but he's just like it's just a straight, you know, straight down the middle. This this is what you want. This is what you get. Maybe like Thomas Jane. What are you talking about? It it feels like you just answered a question that I didn't ask. Yeah, I'm just, I'm comparing his acting to maybe like Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane's a good actor. You don't think Thomas Jane's a good actor? Just brings nothing to the table. No charisma. What movies have you seen with Thomas Jane? Well, I just watched The Punisher today. Okay. I haven't seen The Punisher, but I've seen the Stephen King movies he's in, The Mist in 1922. He's really good in those. Um, I've I've seen both of those as well. I didn't like 1922 at all. Really? And he was qu- I thought he was quite bad in that. And then The Mist, like the I liked the movie The Mist, but I don't really care about him in it. Okay, fine. You're you're kind of glad for what happens to him, well, right? Thomas Jane is like this huge star actor, and Colby Donaldson was on Survivor. Okay, so yeah, I good for Colby Donaldson. Even if you don't like Thomas Jane very much, good for him being as good as this star actor, Thomas Jane. Yeah, I, I mean, good for Colby. You know, he got in this movie. Uh, the one thing that we did. Uh, I watched this week as well was uh, the Curb episode with Colby as well. Yeah, he's good in that. He's 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 yeah, he's, he's very funny in that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's a lot better. He's I mean Joel, I, the episode that we recorded last week that got lost. Uh, Joel, you were saying that he was like Bill Posley funny. 
I didn't say that. No, I don't think Bill Posley. I've never seen Bill Posley do comedy, but I assume that he's a cringy open micer. <laughs> I think if Colby was to do a, a, a set of stand-up comedy, he would definitely be better than Bill Posley. <laughs> you think so? Not, maybe not definitely. Bill Posley. Anybody doing it for their first time would be shit. If um, if Colby Donaldson did as many years as Bill Posley did. Um, in in comedy, I think he'd be as good as Bill Posley, if not way better. Uh, apparently, Ethan Zahn did some stand up. Really? Yeah, Are you like getting he that from our to, insider. Yeah, yeah, from the inside scoop. Well, Ethan Zahn was supposed to do um, that episode of Curb, but he dropped out. Or they originally asked Ethan, and he couldn't, or something like that. But Colby did great on it. Yeah, Colby did a great job. He's and, he, um, and uh, for, well, for the people who don't know, he's playing himself in this. Like, uh, so Larry, it's this this misunderstanding where the rabbi wants to bring a survivor to a dinner party, um, and and Larry thinks he means Holocaust survivor, so he brings his friend who who's a Holocaust survivor, and then but the rabbi brings Colby Donaldson. He's like, yeah, from the TV show Survivor. It's it's very funny. <laughs> We had no snacks. Yeah, we didn't have any snacks. He's like, it was the Holocaust. Snacks. snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh it was really good. Colby killed that uh episode. It is so, I'll, I mean, I'll say but that's the, I'll say this about that episode. I've watched all of Curb maybe three times or, or more than that. I've watched I Curb Your Enthusiasm is other than <laughs> maybe Survivor is my favorite TV show. And uh, that episode is is an all timer for me. It's like top five or top ten. Well, of course, because it uh, joins up your two favorite shows. It's true, but it also is like the hardest. I remember the first time I watched that, I I I think I didn't laugh harder at anything. There's also a great the the great uh, somebody get a sponge in that episode. I love somebody get a sponge. <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoyed that episode. So, I it made me turn around on Colby because I was about to lose all hope with his acting after um, Red Eye. But he's good in Red now Eye. I'm back. He's good in Red Eye, and his character is a is a national hero. He's, well, he's better than uh, Colleen. Yeah, he's better than Colleen. In the animal, maybe that's what we'll release. We'll do a power ranking of uh, top Survivor actors. Yeah, on a scale to as uh, from Colleen to the animal uh, to uh, Colby and Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I think there's probably worse Survivor acting than Colleen and the Animal. I mean, we haven't got to Into uh, the Blue Two yet. Well, yeah, Into the Blue Two or that Coach movie. Oh yeah, I really want to see that Coach movie. We got to do that next. Um, we got Hatch too. In not another gay movie. Yeah, that's the one where we see his penis. Yeah, so I've definitely I've definitely seen acting. that penis. Um, yeah, well, we were doing a stand-up show, and uh, you got a glimpse of it on a phone. Yes, and then I was on uh, an episode of the Landlord Tenant podcast, and we spoke at length, uh, no pun intended, about Richard Hatch's penis. Ooh. Yeah, how come you never talk about Richard Hatch's penis on our podcast? Talking about it on everyone else's. I'm talking about it right now. (laughs) I had to bring it up. No, I brought up the penis. You brought up not another gay movie, but I'm talking about the penis. You 
I, I, you're just trying to take away this quality content from our listeners. They are demanding to hear about Richard Hatch's penis. What I'm, what I try to do, what I try to do, being on other people's podcasts when I talk about Survivor, is to get people, get listeners of that podcast, whether it's Landlord Tenant or whether it's what other other podcasts I've been on. I want to get them to listen to this podcast. So when I talk about Survivor, where you wouldn't know about this because, you know, you, even though you have a weekly show, a w- another weekly <laughs> podcast, you never talk about our our podcast. Um, That's not true. I called it out. When? I did a shout out. When? I keep on doing it and you say you'll listen to them, but apparently you don't. Did you do, what's the most high profile one you've done recently? Uh, the most high profile Your biggest guest? guest? Yeah. Uh, the biggest guest was probably uh, Sean Kanan from uh, General Hospital and uh, Young and the Restless. And did you talk about Merge Boot on that episode? I don't believe we did. Uh-huh. All right. Well, then... Uh, th- that's not our most listened to episode, which the most listened to probably talks about Merge Boot. What's the most listened to episode? Uh, what, am I going into my stats here on the... Okay, fine. Never mind. Nah, we don't have to talk you... about it. Fine. Uh, oh, I, oh no, don't go there. Don't go there, girlfriend. I get it. Um, no, we, ca- we can talk about it. Like, if you want to listen to the DJ Mausner one. Is the it... Comedian DJ Mausner. Do you... That one's... Do you mention it in DJ Mazner episode? Uh, yep. You do? I don't know. I do sometimes. Did you Did you tell DJ that you hosted with me? Uh, no. Well, then that that could have been a talking point because because I'm I'm friends with DJ Mazner. Yeah, but we interview them about them. I don't interview about myself. Well, you could have said in the plugs. Oh, by the way, I have a a podcast about Survivor with Joel Edmiston. Well, that's where that's when I say it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we're way off. I don't talk about it in the interview. Well, I don't. My interview questions aren't. Hey, uh, I <laughs> host another podcast called Merge Boot. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, you could say, "Are you a Survivor fan?" <laughs> That's not an interview. You could ask, you could ask them to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. I'm not asking guests on my other podcast to rate, review, and subscribe my other podcast. I don't even ask them to rate, review, subscribe. Spooked. I think you should. It's a good method. Uh, it's worked for us. No, it's. I mean, I guess it would have got me like 250 reviews on that podcast by now, but. Mm-hmm. We we don't do it. Well, here's the thing about Red Eye, is that it is a <laughs> it's a good movie. I don't. I, that's why I don't like you 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 selling its name by saying you didn't pay attention to it or whatever. I'm gonna say it is much much better than the animal. I'm I'm hard pressed to say. Maybe it's the best movie starring a survivor. I don't know. We'll see. Which w- oh, which actually, prob- probably. <laughs> Probably Red Eye, um, uh, <laughs> you know, because School of Rock, because w- Mike White, uh, um, kind of ru- throws a wrench into all this. But um, n- non Mike White, non professional actors and writers and stuff, 
This is one of the best ones for sure because Red Eye is a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I really liked this movie when I was young. I I had it on VHS. I used to watch it uh, quite a bit. You know what I really uh, like about it, Cody? It's under 90 minutes. It's just bang, bang, bang. Here you go. This is it. And it's thrilling and it's fun and it doesn't try to be anything it's not. Are you sick of movies being over 90 minutes? No. no. I'm. But every movie that comes out nowadays uh, is like over two hours. That's a bit much, in my opinion. I like a nice short movie every once in a while. I watch a lot of movies, okay? I could list all the movies that I watched, not all of which are Chris Rock movies, but I, I you know, I like, it's very What's refreshing. What's wrong with Chris Rock? It's, nothing's wrong with Chris Rock. Um, uh, you know, but he's in bad movies. <laughs> um, top five is a good one. Top five is, 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 is decent, yeah, but... You know, head of state. The death at a, at a funeral remake is unwatchable, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think that. I watched it recently, and I couldn't make it through the whole thing. And I love the original. No, I haven't seen the original. Maybe that's why, though. The original is uh, very, very good. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I, I find it an entertaining enough story that I don't find it unwatchable. Right. It, it like it, yeah, it, and I I cringe for James Marsden in that movie because <laughs> in the original it's Alan Tudyk playing that character and he's so good and so funny and then James Marsden right. is Marsden and it just kind of sucks. Anyway, so red eye, red eye, red eye. Here's something that was funny that I brought up last week that I want to uh, do again because you know. It fell on deaf ears when I said it last week. But Wes, the, I picture the casting director uh, of Red Eye going up to Wes Craven and saying, oh, Wes, you're not going to believe who we cast. And he goes, "What is it Colby from Survivor? And they're like, no, it's it's renowned ca- character actor Brian Cox. And he's like, no, no, I, I don't give a shit about him. Did you get Colby from Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gives yeah, more I, of a shit about. I mean, and... I just don't understand. I don't understand why. Did he audition for this, do you think? Did they give him this part? Is Wes Craven a Survivor fan? I think I think he has a few credits, and I think maybe after All-Stars, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll move to L.A. I'll try to be an actor for a bit. So I haven't been on. Well, what year was All-Stars? All-Stars was 2004. This came out in 2003, right? No, this came out in like 2000. No, uh, oh yeah, 2005. Yeah, so maybe after All Stars, he moves to L.A. auditions for a few movies. Says he doesn't like it. Now I, I'm pretty sure he's like a recluse in, in well, not a recluse. I think he has Instagram, but I think he's like a real estate guy in Texas right now. But he do, he's not like part of the Survivor community or anything. He doesn't like try and get. Um, you know, it's not promoting stuff or anything like that. Right. Um, like, he doesn't, like, think about... Like, not as much of a recluse as, as Colleen Haskell, who doesn't even have Instagram anymore. She doesn't have any social media or anything. Um, oh, wow. It's funny. I mean, it feels like forever ago that we wa- that we talked about the animal, but Colleen Haskell was sort of like this survivor sweetheart. And then the next year... And it, a lot had to do with her, like, quote-unquote romance with Greg. 
then the next season the the romance of the season is Jerry and Colby um but Jerry ultimately becomes this quote unquote bitch because um she's not she's i mean she's like kind of a villain but not really we like root that everybody's rooting against her because they're rooting for other people they're rooting for elizabeth hasselback and colby donaldson but she's not as much of a like half the villain that some of the other uh, that survivor villains become but anyway colby becomes the survivor sweetheart basically that colleen haskell was i mean he didn't it's uh, he didn't make red eye or the animal right after he was on survivor but it's it's sort of some parallel there um, it's saying on here that the budget of this movie was cut while uh, shooting. Do you think that the budget got cut and they got Colby because he was cheaper? Yeah, they had Tina Wesson first. <laughs> the winner. <laughs> yeah, but they couldn't. They couldn't go on any further. It also says that originally it was written for Robin Wright and Sean Penn in the nineties. No. Interesting. Um, In 2003, but Wes Craven wanted younger leads, it says. Okay. And, and like, Killian Murphy's coming off 28 Days Later. Rachel McAdams is obviously coming off of The Hot Chick with Rob Schneider. <laughs> we keep getting back to Rob Schneider no matter how hard we try to get away. Yeah. Well, Rachel McAdams and I went to the same acting school at York University. And uh, we were taught by the um, same acting teachers, and they they act, there actually was a unit on how to beat the shit out of a man with the with a field hockey stick. So watching the what movie, about stabbing I could with see, a monster pen. Yeah, no, that that was a unit as well, a whole unit. And uh, so watching the movie, I could see her using the tricks that we learned. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool that way. Well, uh, the other thing of note with this movie is um, that it takes place on a plane. And you have never been on a plane. No, never been on a plane. Everything you know about planes is basically from this movie. And nonstop with Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you prefer nonstop to this? Yes, I really like nonstop. Like, I have, like, a, uh, a kind of ironic but also unironic love for nonstop. I played it for my birthday. It was part of my birthday marathon. I haven't seen it yet. I love that movie. Well, yeah, you. I watched. Uh, you watched. Wh- I didn't watch that one with you, but I watched the uh, Jet Li one. Yeah, I do love Jet Li as well. Um, but uh, yeah, nonstop is similar to Red Eye. But Red Eye actually, I, in when I was a kid, I I watched this trailer for the first time last. Sorry, I watched this movie for the first time last week. But I remember the trailer a lot, playing a lot when I was a kid. And in the trailer, it pretty much only shows the plain stuff. But I mean, the plane stuff barely takes up, like, 50% of this movie. I mean, a lot of it is that third act off the plane that you remember from a kid. But uh, but also, yeah. even when they're on the plane, there's a lot of flashes to, like, Colby, a lot of flashes to the girl at the front desk, uh, at, the ho- at the hotel. There's flashes to uh, Brian Cox, a renowned character actor who has less lines than Colby Donaldson from Survivor. Um, but, yeah... <laughs> Like where nonstop is all nonstop on the plane, pretty much. Right. Did you see snakes on a plane? Uh, yes, I've seen snakes on a plane. That's a good plane movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. I, honestly, that movie is why I've never been on a plane. 
<laughs> scared of snakes. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's why you're not on Survivor, too. You're scared of snakes. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's funny, though. I'm 27 years old. I should have been on a plane by now, eh? I will say this. Yeah, it, it's definitely a problem at this point. I I, I, <laughs> I bought a tic- ticket to, to go on a plane to uh, New York City, and we were supposed to go Easter weekend uh, this year. Because of COVID-19, we weren't able to go on that trip. It's a nice, easy plane ride, too. A good ease-in for you. It was. I, I was excited for it. But also, I, I've almost been on a plane so many times, Cody, that when we bought the tickets, I was like, probably won't happen. I just, like, in my head, I was just like, it probably won't actually go through. <laughs> What if, what if uh, when you finally take a plane, all of your comedy becomes plane humor? What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal with this airplane food? Come on. I mean, I think you'll start relating to that stuff a lot better. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of airplane humor anymore. I remember, I remember uh, liking David Spade a lot as a kid and watching his... Uh, he, his famous bit is an airplane bit where he's talking about the difference between first class and coach. I remember thinking that was so funny, even though I've never been on a plane. <laughs> well, I, you would love a plane, though. Like, uh, you'd love the in-flight movies. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing I do want to do. I, like, the thing I think about being on a plane is, like, watching movies on the plane. Yeah, it's a touchscreen uh touchscreen TV and you choose which movie or show you want to watch. Do you think they'd play nonstop or red eye on a plane or snakes on a plane on a plane? Um, I mean, they probably maybe at the time, maybe when it was new. I've had enough of these motherfucking DVD copies of snakes on this plane, uh, snakes on a plane on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> They, uh, I, I remember the ones that I watched. I watched um, Wrecked with Adam Brody when that was in theaters. I think they had it on the plane. Wrecked? Yeah, I think it's called Wrecked. It's like the one where he gets into a car accident or something or rolls off the road. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it. But I remember watching that on the plane. I don't remember that movie and- at all. Oh, it was an Adam Brody classic. You love Adam Brody, too, don't you? I or not Adam Brody, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Oh, okay. No, I still don't remember Wrecked. Remember the jacket with Adrian Brody. I remember In the Land of Women with Adam Brody. It, the jacket with Adrian Brody, that had to have come out around Red Eye as well, because I had that movie, too. And I used to watch that in Red Eye. I used to be big into thrillers. Seen the jacket? That's a weird movie. Yeah, I oh man, young Cody loved that because it because Adrian Brody rhymed with Cody. Exactly, Adrian Cody. Exactly. What <laughs> the weird thing about Red Eye too? Like thinking back to it, is that I wasn't as young as I thought I was when that movie came out. Like I was thirteen years old, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Is it rated? That's wild. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those like rated PG or PG thirteen thrillers. So I remember I was probably young when I I, I was probably too young to see it when it came out, or I don't know, I I can't remember. But it it does seem like one of those movies plays a lot. The trailer plays a lot, so it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna go see this with all my teenager friends. Me as a teenager, not as like an adult. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be I mean, creepy I, or like, you know, Christelia. Yeah. It definitely came out when VHSs were a big thing still because I had it on VHS. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I had this movie on VHS. Okay. Interesting. That's why I'm so I feel like you're thinking of a different fucking movie if it's on VHS and it's a, a, she she's not a hotel manager, she's an author. No, I remember the the cover so so well and the I cover is the a DVD. big thing because the cover is is uh her hand and then Killian Murphy's hand clutching it over the uh, on yeah. the plane. That's a really good cover. My, I I remember buying the DVD too because I I liked the movie um and when I was switching over my VHSs that was one that I switched over. Hmm. Um yeah. Uh, there's also Flight Plan with Jodie Foster. That's a plane movie. I've never seen that one though. I rem- oh, I I know Red Eye. I remember watching. How else would I know about the Monster Pen? Yeah, the whole movie should have been called Monster Pen. That's a good title for a movie, to be honest. Monster Pen. But I mean, uh, Red Eye. So that that I guess that's a. Con- have you ever done a Red Eye? At go being on a plane all night. No. I because I've only been on the plane uh, when I moved out to Vancouver. That's the only time you've been on a plane. Yeah, just back and forth from Vancouver, uh, like all the Christmases, going back home for Christmas, moving out there, you know, like doing all of that run. And none of those planes are overnight. No, I don't think they're as common in Canada. Oh, okay. Well, I just remember that, like just learning remember. what a red eye flight was through the movie through the trailer for the movie Red Eye. <laughs> and I remember yeah. one time Conan uh, like I would watch Conan every night and uh, when he hosted the Emmys the next day when he was hosting it was like I haven't slept I was on the red eye last night did everyone laugh at that well I, I think it was like a, a moment of, of him being honest he was like just you know I haven't slept I was on the red eye last night him talking to Max Weinberg of the Max Weinberg 7 um <laughs> What? What's that face? Max Weinberg? What the hell? Anyway, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I remember that. Uh, there, are, there are certain just like little phrases that Conan used to say that pop in my head sometimes. Uh, like, just like, I remember he did an interview with, um, with Howie Mandel, and Howie Mandel said, um, I have a story, can I tell it? And he, he said, <laughs> and, and Conan was like, no, you can't. <laughs> Or something like that. He's like, I'm not. I haven't brought you on this show so you can tell stories. Something like that. It was really funny. I just think about that a lot. Um, I don't know why I'm going on this tangent. You've been on a bunch of tangents today. <laughs> I'm not judging you. I'm letting you do your tangent. You're giving me the side eye. I see his side eye. No, I naturally side eye. Side eye I- translates well through the Facebook Messenger video app. <laughs> Um, yeah, go on. I, uh, well, I'm trying to think of, I, I had something real important to say and it was going to blow your mind. Well, I can about, talk about, I can talk about Colby uh, a bit, bit more if you want. Yeah. Talk about Colby. I guess I forgot he was in this movie. We talked again. about Colby a lot more with Ryan Quinn cause, um, I've been, I've been watching the Australian Outback, the survivor season slowly, but surely, but, um, uh, Colby, 
I mean, he's a really entertaining character, very honorable and all this stuff, and has great sound bites throughout the whole thing. He's very much about camp living and camp life and the challenges and stuff. But then you get to the end, and you kind of realize why he's there. It's because he's, he's given the choice, because he wins the final immunity, between taking Keith to the end and taking Tina to the end. And these are the two people he's been with the longest. He's been he's voted with them pretty much every time. Um, and he, at a certain point, has, has stopped liking Keith and, and because Keith is being a bit of a bastard at camp. Um, so he dis- so he basically, and everybody hates Keith. He could take Keith to the end and win, you know, fucking whatever, 10 to nothing or whatever it is. But he takes Tina to the end because it's the more honorable thing. It's He thinks it's the thing. I mean, he wants to go up against her, I guess. He, he, she's his friend and all this stuff. But at the same time, he... he he w- he wants to come off well. You know what I mean? He's one of these people that he's not there to play this great strategic game. He wants to come off well. That's why he takes Tina to the end, and Tina beats him. And and people talk about it like it's dumb, but he he talks about it. He would talk about it still as if it was the honorable thing to do. And maybe it was honorable for him, but or maybe it was him like he was worried about how he would come off on TV. And, I mean, so... Even though he's a recluse now and he's a he's a, a real estate guy in Texas and all this stuff, he's away from the Survivor community. Survivor was huge back then, and Survivor was created celebrities, and people right. loved Colleen Haskell and all these people, and people hated Hatch. It was it's clear to me that I think he didn't want to be hated like Hatch. That's why he took Tina to the end. And well, it it just, it just goes to show you. I mean, uh, it sorry. Um, it just like it makes sense that he would want to be a movie star. You know, it makes sense that he would move to L.A. and start auditioning for for Red Eye. Mm-hmm. Like even even during the show when he's like doing so well at challenges, he has this like historic challenge run, right? Uh, Jeff is saying things like, "Look at this guy. Look at this golden boy. He should be a movie star." He actually says, "This guy's a movie star," or something like that. Uh, Colby's one of those people too, where by um, he kind of overstayed his welcome be- doing ho- uh, heroes versus villains. It kind of took every bit of steam away from him. I think in a way, mm-hmm. well, because, because he's so bad at challenges in heroes versus villains. I will say, I, I really like him yeah. in heroes versus villains. He has some great confessionals, some great interactions, and he has one of my. Me and Ryan talked about this last week. One of my favorite. Uh, one of me and Ryan's favorite confessionals has like almost his basically his last one in the game where it looks like he's falling on his sword and then he says, "But I still got some fight on me, fight in me." It's really good. <laughs> well, I think uh, I I do think though that if he would have just done all stars and quit there and stopped there, then more people would have uh, demanded him. Like, he would have been more popular of a Survivor player, I think. Well, it, it happens with a lot of Survivors where their their game gets sort of tainted um, from by their... Especially people who haven't won and then they come back. Or even people who have won and then they come back. I don't think anybody... Did anyone yeah. from Winners at War really tarnish their legacy, though? No, I, I don't I don't think so. I think that everyone... Um, Maybe Danny Boatwright. Danny, yeah, Danny came across as, like, a weaker player. Also, I think Kim, maybe in a way, that made it so she's not in the conversation of greatest of all time anymore. Well, 
here's the thing about I mean we're not uh, here let, let me talk about Kim I think Kim I it this season goes to show you that luck is so huge on Survivor and Kim was so unlucky and was at the bottom from the beginning and things every time she wanted to make a move the game shifted and like she and I listened to her like deep dive with Rob Sesternino uh, which is really eye opening I can see like if if we if we cuz it seems like she is making good moves through the game and we just weren't able to see it if she had gone on and won if she had blindsided Sarah instead of going for Jeremy the night that she went home um and she won we would have seen uh Kim's game and it's not like in her deep dive she's she's congratulating herself but when the way she talks about her game I'm like no she is a good player she just got uh it, she got fucked this season because a, it was just like yeah. Sarah and Tony were like so tight. It seems Sarah, Tony, and Ben were this like un- inseparable alliance, and people were and and Sarah is a really good social player as well. I don't think anyone doubts that she's a good player um, after this season, but I think a lot of people were putting her in the conversation of the best Survivor player of all time. I'm I, I would still and- put I would still put her her. Uh, first play, first game, very high. Like she's top three best games of all time. Her first player, but her I, first game. I don't think that she's in the conversation anymore. I think that a lot of people have uh, left her out of the conversation. But now. I think, I think before, but I think it's unfair. Thinking Kim, best of all time, right? Do you think that's unfair? I think that's unfair. I think. I think. Um, I think. In a, in a way, in a way, yeah. But that's the risk you take by coming it back out there. That's the risk you take, right? Because she did one season and did a hell of a job at it, and it was um, a crazy dominant season for her. So she was in that conversation, but then with all of the people that were doubters saying that it was because it was a bad season, bad cast or whatnot, everyone was saying those kind of things. So I think that when she got put into a tougher situation – it didn't happen, so I think that adds fuel to the fire of the doubters. But it, it's it, it's unfair. We should be talking about Rob right now. Rob did worse than Kim did in this season, and Rob has Rob was was given his win more than even Kim was given his, given her win. You know what I mean? Rob played with more dummies. But than I don't Kim think anyone with. had Rob as the best player. Rob's the most famous, but no one ever had Rob as the I best guess not player. The, not the super fans, but I. But but Rob no. Rob is the uh, the uh, one of the idols of Island of the Idols. You know. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that out of the people in All Stars, Colby was the best part uh, person for the part, or do you think that Boston Rob should have been the head of security? That would have been cool. I uh, but I do I don't think. Do you think Boston Rob is as interested in fame though? I think he likes the fame, but I think he's more interested in in the money. He's more interested I, in in the and he likes playing the game. We know that he he has fun with the game, but also I think he yeah, likes I think the money. He's big into the game. I, yeah, I think he's big into the game and the legacy is what yeah. he wants. But <laughs> how funny would it be if he was still wearing like the the hat too? As oh, head of security. As, as head of security, yeah. Well, suit and hat. How do you think Colby would have done as the Killian Murphy character in Red Eye? That would have been awful. Or awesome. I don't think so. Killian Murphy, I mean, uh, I was reading a list actually recently for 
um, top 10 people that should play James Bond, and Killian Murphy was on that list. And I thought that was insane because he looks like such a creep. He's such a good bad guy. Yeah, he'd be good as a villain. Yeah, but not James Bond himself. Killian Murphy's had a good career. I like that guy. He, and he's he's hasn't he hasn't left. Like he's not a has been. I mean, he never became a huge star, but he's mm-hmm. uh he's he's still around. He's still kicking around. Yeah, he'll come out with um all kinds of movies a year. I'm sh- I think still, right? Or maybe not all kinds of movies a year. Maybe like one a year that does well or or one every other year. Did you see Free Fire, the Ben Wheatley movie? Uh, no, I didn't see that one. So that's a fun one. That's a fun one. And he's really good in it. And it, like, he's a character actor. You know what I mean? Like if they're trying to make him a star, I can see why that didn't happen because he's, he's more like a Brian Cox. Yeah. You, you don't want to get behind Killian Murphy is the whole yeah. thing. And even, even in, He'd- even in 28 days later, like when Brandon Gleason like is introduced, it becomes his movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Brendan Gleeson's just the best. Imagine he was on Imagine Survivor. Colby Donaldson was the Brendan Gleeson character in 28 Days Later. Imagine Colby Donaldson was the Brendan Gleeson character in In Bruges. <laughs> God, that would be bad. <laughs> I like it. I, I like this game. Imagine Colby Donaldson was Brian Cox. Was, was sorry, was uh, Brendan Gleeson in any movie. That's good. Um... <laughs> Do you think that uh, Colby's done with acting? I mean, at this point. Yes, I do think he is, for sure. Would you be surprised to see him swing back in another movie? I would more, I would think he would be on Survivor before he would be in a movie. Yeah, I mean, if you were to think about the season that Colby would have been in if he didn't do Heroes vs. Villains, he would have got brought back for Game Changers. I think... Yeah, well, no, I mean, I think, I mean, Ozzy w- did Game Changers for his fourth time. I think if Ozzy had said no, they would have gone knocking on Colby's door. I think Colby would be great on Survivor. And Colby, if he got to the end in Heroes versus Villains, he would have won. It would have been a different season, but he would have won. We know that. That would have been awful. If he's he's at the end with Jerry and Russell. Jerry. Do you think Jerry wins? Uh, Jerry and Russell. I think maybe people will take their pride away and vote Russell. Well, the I think the Heroes Tribe would have voted Colby. And the and that that jury made up mostly uh, was made up mostly of heroes, I think. There may be more villains than heroes. can't remember. I think there was more villains. Coach was on it. He probably would have voted Russell over Colby. No, he hated Russell. He's to this day, says Russell is one of his least favorite people he's ever met. I know. But, uh, no, he would have voted for the Black Widow because he was in love. Oh, right. Yeah. That was a showmance. I forgot about that. Anyway, we've been talking <laughs> for about an hour now. I mean, is there anything else... You think we should say, like, what did we talk about last week? What if Wes Anderson... No, what if... Yeah, what if Wes Anderson directed Scream 5? That. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did Wes Anderson, Wes Craven jokes then, too. Yeah. So. 
I mean, I'm sure that our listeners have had enough of it already. No, I, I mean, <laughs> our listeners are some of the best listeners ever. Yeah, I, that's why they're the best is because they don't put up with our bullshit. Or maybe they love our bullshit. I think that's why people listen to our podcast is because of our bullshit. Because you can you can because go and listen bullshit. to whatever Survivor podcast you want, but we are full of shit. So, I think that's why people yeah, listen to us. We'll load you up with shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, wh- why don't you close us out here, Joel? Is, is there anything else we should say about Red Eye? About Colby? About Kerber enthusiasm? No. no, man, it's done. Forget it. One more thing. Just think of anything. No, well, we'll we'll have another red eye episode every week now. I so I know we've already, we did have technical difficulties with this episode too. So we'll just cover it next week. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, <laughs> we're just recording lost episodes of Red Eye forever. <laughs> people people <laughs> think Merge Boot has gone away. We're like, no, we're just trying to get this red eye thing happening. <laughs> no, no, we're in we're in that fucking in between world of uh, lost. <laughs> It's Groundhog Day. Anyway, anyway, has anyone done a podcast where it's just like every episode they talk about Groundhog Day? Uh, no, but they've done uh, like the Grown Ups Two one or whatever. Right, and the Grown Grown Ups. So two, I get, you would basically be we are your friends copying that one, Guy Montgomery. But no, I mean. But that's that. But this would be different because it's like Groundhog Day over and over again. So you're doing it about. Should we, should we get Guy Montgomery on the podcast? Is he a Survivor fan? I don't know. I'll ask him. I met him, you know, years ago when I was an open micer. I doubt he remembers me. I mean, I mean, still, I guess I'm still technically an open micer. But like when I when I started in 2012, he was also a, he was an open micer. So I guess I met him when he was an open micer before he moved to L.A. and got these cool podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Have you? Has he been unspooked? Uh, no, he hasn't. I have him on Facebook, though. I might ask him. Yeah. I'm ask him to be on Merge I'll Boot. I'll see if he's a Survivor fan. I'll maybe plug he's a, uh, Merge Boot on the episode. Maybe he's a Survivor New Zealand fan. Uh, he could be. He could like that one. Anyway. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh, and if you're, if you are Guy Montgomery of the worst idea of all time podcast, then, Hey, I, I can't believe you're listening to this. Thanks for listening. Um, maybe we'll talk about survivor New Zealand someday with you. Um, don't delete me off Facebook. Yeah. I, I think I might still be friends with him on Facebook too. I don't know. We were like. We'll set up a we'll set up a chat, the three of us. Yeah, we'll set up a chat. Anyway, uh um thank you everyone. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about this next week. We'll check back in with you next week when we're talking about red eye again. Um uh, <laughs> so that was Red Eye. That was Colby Donaldson. Um we're next week we'll be talking about one eighty with Coach and Danielle D. Lorenzo, my survivor crush. And uh, with then so rate review subscribe please god damn it um uh, uh every week we bring in so many um downloads and subscribes and uh, we'd love for that to translate into uh reviews five star reviews with a little um personalized message to us um if you hear this message tell us in your five star review 
like, listen, if you're listening to this Joel right now, read them on air. We'll read them on air. Sure, we'll do whatever. Or give us a suggestion of what you want us to talk about, and we'll do that. And for for God, just like, give Joel something. Like for God's sakes, honestly, if you're listening right now and you haven't given us five stars, stop what you're doing right now. Stop. Pull over your car and take out your phone. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to whatever Stitcher Premium or whatever you're listening to us on. Five stars. Give us a nice little review. Tell them Joel sent you, and we'll know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell Apple Podcasts that Joel sent you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you've made it this far into the podcast, you obviously like us. And you want us to keep doing I don't podcasts. think anyone's ever made it this far into the podcast. I think people have. Maybe we should start talking about the reviews at the start. I've, I've, every week I say I'm going to do that, and I never do. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll start a Patreon. Every f- wow. Every fucking shitty comic is starting a Patreon right now. We might as well do it. <laughs> what Every shitty comment or comic is? I'll say it. Ben Bankus of Toronto, Ontario, one of the shittiest, most racist, sexist comics, has a Patreon right now. He's got two subscribers. Hey, Ben Bankus, fuck you, dude. I'm. How does he have two? Is it his parents? Yeah, probably is his parents or some fucking, I don't know, zombie little chud dweller in the in his fuck. He's held a gun to his roommate's head and said, "Subscribe to my Patreon." One of them's probably him. It could be. He gets the money back anyway. Yeah, and it's tax deductible. Yeah, make sure you go to Ben Bankus's uh, Freedom of 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 speech protest every week um uh he's full of shit anyway and i'm and i'm willing <laughs> to put that out there i'm willing to put that out on this podcast that's much how, I, how much i don't like that man and if i ever see yeah, him fuck him yeah if i ever see him ever again i'll tell him to go fuck himself anyway uh, uh yeah if you if you are listening this far put in your five star review that you think ben Bankus is a is a is is a bag of shit um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just say fuck you, Ben Bankus. Five stars for merge boot. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. And then it, <laughs> and Ben Bankus probably has a little fucking Google alert alert too that tells him every time somebody's talking about him on the internet. So he'll see <laughs> this Survivor podcast hosted by a guy he knows in comedy. I'm saying Ben Bankus is a bag of shit. <laughs> Well, there you put go. it in, put it in your well, five star review. Say Ben Bankus. I know you can see this on your on your Google alert. You're a bag of shit. I like the idea of someone pulled over when you told them to pull over and do a review. They've been writing it and then they keep being like, "Oh fuck, he told me to say this." Now <laughs> they keep changing it, having to delete and backspace and then go back into it. Okay, uh, it's this one. Are you sure this time? Because I'm about to send it, Joel. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Here. Here's what you write. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ben Bankus. I can see. I know that you're listening. To, I know that you can see this on your Google alert. You're a real bag of shit. Your your dumbass shows are stupid, and you pretend they're a protest. They're not a protest. You don't give a shit about Black Lives Matter. You're racist. You post racist and homophobic things on your Twitter. 
and then you pretend that you care so that people come out to your show and then you pretend that you're some you're some uh hero of the comedy community but really you're a piece of shit and you're dragging us down and also merge boots my favorite podcast so that's a long-winded but I would love for them to write that word for word, verbatim, and tell them Joel You could make it snappier if you want. Well, say all that, and then at the end and say, and by the way, Joel sent me. (laughs) Why why don't I get any credit for it? Well, did you send them? How about this? Yeah, well, I I can... How about this? How about this? By the way, Joel sent me, and also Cody, he's a great guy and a good friend. Why am I everyone's friend? <laughs> okay, well, Cody, he's a great guy and a bad friend. <laughs> he's not my friend. He's not my friend. I value friendship a lot, so you really got to earn it. Just because you're listening to the podcast doesn't mean you're my friend. Hey, I okay. disagree with that. If you listen to this podcast, you are my friend. Thank you for listening, and please give us five stars and tell Ben Bankus he's a bag of shit because he is. And he's he's bad. Well, if they tell Ben Bankus that he's a bag of shit, then they're on the road to being my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff the friendship's made of. Same here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I'm a, a few too many uh, glasses of wine deep to be, uh, you know, inciting uh, verbal violence against a, a. Well, based off of our ten minute outro, I think so. Okay. Uh <laughs> I, I am a few glasses of wine. I went up on a very long bike ride today, Cody. Four hours. That's a good one. I know. Uh, ever since the Survivor season forty finale, I went on a very long bike ride that day. And I now I'm a I'm a big bike rider ever since. Been going on longer and longer rides. Well, holy shit. Yeah. How about we wrap this bad boy up? I'm I mean, you know, we're good friends. Why don't we keep talking? Why, what's the what's the problem? You and I can talk about it after the podcast. We got to wrap this thing. No one wants to listen to an hour and 20 minute podcast, I, d- okay? Dude, dude, for my long bike rides, I purposely pick podcasts that are like 3 hours long. You ever choose mine? No, because they're all an hour. God damn it. You could queue up two though, and then they'll play one after the other. It's true. Well, I, the the app I use, I don't know how to queue up episodes. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't think here's it's a what function. you do. You review us. You write Ben Bankus is a piece of shit. Hey, bag of shit is what I said. Bag of shit. Okay. Bag of shit. Piece of shit. I don't personally care. If you write that, that's great. I would you like you to write five bag. stars, and then you also explain to Joel how he can queue up the next podcast on Podcast Addict. That's what I use on Android. Podcast Addict. All right. Hey, can we get on Spotify, please, Cody? What are you doing? I hey, if you want me to try and get us on 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 Spotify, I'll try. I don't know how. But, you know, Damien gets you guys get spooked on Spotify. Ask him. No, I got spooked on Spotify. Okay, then get us on Spotify. I don't know how. How'd you get spooked on Spotify? I don't remember. Can you? It's been five years. <laughs> Can you just tr- try? You know, people want to. <laughs> people want an, a one stop shop. They want to listen to their Cat Stevens 
their Elton John and their Merge Boot all in one place. All right, I'll try to get us on Spotify. Okay. They might not want us. I, I'm only willing to do it if they give us a deal like they gave to Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan, he's also a bag of shit. You can add that to your five-star review, too. Mm-hmm. But they gave him like $20 million on Spotify. That's why I don't want to even bring our listeners to them. Yeah. I wonder if Ben Bankus's podcast is on uh, Spotify. Does he have one? He does have a podcast. It's called the... You, you're not going to remember... You're not going to believe what this fucking pricks podcast is called. Don't even promote it. Yeah. it's Actually, no, they can review it one star and call him a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, please. Tell him Joel sent you. It's something like the, <laughs> the Canadian comedy podcast. Like he's claimed that. The, po- the Toronto comedy podcast. <laughs> and it's just him. It's a Chris Delia style podcast where he's just talked shit for fucking two hours. Like it's just him. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh man, People. that's like, I mean, a little behind the curtain, but like, I I founded a podcast network. But one of the biggest things that you don't look for in a podcast, especially because all these people want to have these podcasts and I, I coined them as a uh, famous person podcast because a famous person will start a podcast. People will listen to it because they're just talking, they're giving their opinion and they're interviewing people. But if you're not famous, then no one cares. No one wants your opinion because they don't know who you are. Exactly. You want to, you want, I mean, our podcast, I mean, we're not stretching too, too hard. I mean, we're trying to bring something original to the Survivor podcast. Well, we're, we're not a famous person podcast because we're rely, we're not relying on our own name. We're talking about something. We're talking about Survivor right. every week or trying to talk about Survivor. So that's not a famous person podcast because it has a theme. I know. I, a famous person podcast is just themselves talking. But yeah, it's and it's like with it, no theme. It's a different topic every week. There's nothing to latch on to. I know. It, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like Chris Delia had his. I mean, after Chris Delia, now that Chris Delia is canceled, I think we should also cancel podcasts where it's just one person talking for two hours. <laughs> A lot of uh, there's a lot of comedians in the city that have that. Some more famous than others. It's fucking stupid. We do not care. I've n- I hate podcasts that are just one guy talking. Well, let's let's wrap this thing up here, Joel. I've been trying. We're at an hour and fifteen. You don't think that our our devoted listeners of from all over the world who tune in to hear about Survivor don't want to hear about the ins and outs of the Toronto comedy podcasting community? No, I, I think that our listeners probably were like, okay, they said they're wrapping it up, so they're probably just going to do plugs, so I've I've turned it off. But then they look and they see that we still have, you know, 15 minutes left. And they're used to it by now that Joel's going to be on about stuff and on about people reviewing it and subscribing and talking about that for 10 minutes. They know what it's going to be. Well, we'll know. (laughs) We'll know. I got 3% left of my computer here. I need to go over and get a charger. We need to wrap this bad boy up. We'll know if people like long outros when we see all the five-star reviews coming in calling Ben Bankus. Toronto po- Toronto comedy podcaster slash comedian slash bag of shit, calling him a bag of shit. We'll know. Well, okay. Until we see that, let's wrap it up. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye bye.